This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 180 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I have a special guest with us. Her name is Becca Davidson, and you may or may not recognize the name, but she was recently on Shark Tank and got a deal. So Becca is going to be talking to us a little bit about her business on Buckle Me, which We are going to be talking about exactly what that tool is, what it looks like, how it kind of has grown. But the great questions that came from the interview, we started off talking about a Kickstarter campaign, and then it led to us talking about how great and how important a beta launch can be when you're able to actually put a product in front of your audience, not fully finished, and see if they were actually going to pay for it. So instead of like we've talked about in the past, building it and expecting them to come, you can actually put the idea of it out there, see if they're willing to pay for it as that beta or initial Kickstarters, and then be able to create the product that they really ultimately want and what can come out of that. Becca's story is so interesting and it connected to me so much when her publicist reached out to me because as you'll hear, she created the company with her mom because her mom had her granddaughter, Becca's daughter, at a young age and was struggling with trying to get the buckle undone in her car seat, which is something, as many of you know, my mom had watched five children under the age of five when we had had our two daughters, and she also suffered with this same problem. So I'm so excited to be able to share this with you. All right, guys, let's dive in. All right. Hi, Becca. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Very good. I am so excited to get to talk to you. Um, your publicist actually reached out to me. I think it was the day after your Shark Tank appearance. And I was like, okay. yeah, I definitely want to talk to her. I want to hear all about this. <laughs> and your story is what caught me. So can you just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your business? Sure, I'd love to. And, and thank you so much for having me here. Um, so my name is Becca Davison, and I am one of the co-founders of Unbuckle Me. Um, so we started this business. So my daughter's now four. So she's basically grown with our business. So when she was born, um, my mom had offered to help me with childcare when I started to approach the end of my maternity leave and I was going back to work and I was really grateful for her support. And she was so excited to spend some time with her granddaughter. Um, But she realized very quickly that once I went back to work, when she had my daughter by herself, that she couldn't unbuckle her car seat. So she couldn't really take her out of the house. And the reason is because she has a little bit of arthritis in her thumb. And so to push down, it requires nine pounds of pressure actually to push the car seat buckles, which is important so that kids can't unbuckle themselves while the car is moving. But as a result, she actually couldn't push that button. Like it was a true physical limitation for her. And it was frustrating for her because in all other respects, she was very healthy, very active. It was just her hands um, that limited her. And so she, she's an occupational therapist. 
by profession. She spent her whole career adapting tools and equipment for patients with disabilities of their hands. So it was very natural for her to think, well, I'll just create a tool to solve my own problem. And that's exactly what she did. So she had some leftover material that she used to make splints for patients, and she just crafted this little C-shaped tool for herself. And that's really where the story would have ended. But I saw it and I thought, mom, this is a really cool little tool. Um, maybe, you know, maybe somebody else wants this besides just you. And, and so that's kind of the, really the rest of history where our business grew from there. And we decided to, you know, manufacture it. And obviously we did, you know, Kickstarter campaign and all of the highs and lows that have come over the last three years, as it does with any business, we've kind of uh, run them together. So it's been really fun to run this business with my mom. Very good. I love that story. Um, so it yeah. really connected with me because I also had my mom watch my daughters when I first went back to school. I used to be a teacher. And not only did yeah. she have mine, she also had my sisters and brothers. So at one point, she had five under the age of five. So there were oh, wow. so many cars. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a lot of cars. With the same Yes. And the arthritis was definitely an issue. I mean, those buckles, even for someone without arthritis can be difficult. And then added that into it as a piece of it. It's so difficult. Um, so not only was I excited to hear about your story and what you had done as a female business owner, but I also was like, my mom needs this tool. This is definitely what we need. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, um, I mean, the response has been amazing, especially from Shark Tank, as you know, so many people can relate to the story and, and have the same exact issues. Um, my mom will tell you that about a third of women in their 50s and 60s, I think we mentioned this on the show, have arthritis in their thumbs and in their hand. It's, the thumb is the most overused joint in the body. If you think about it, you use it for everything and it moves in all different directions. So it gets a ton of strain and wear and tear. And so, yeah, the, the grandparent market has been our biggest focus. But, you know, interestingly, we've also had people buying it for, you know, their manicure if they want to protect long nails or, you know, younger kids and like kind of the school drop off line. You can pass it to a four or five year old. So we've kind of found these uh, additional pockets of people that are really finding our tool so helpful that we even didn't even anticipate from the beginning. I love it. So tell me, you started off, you said, with a Kickstarter campaign, and that was in 2017, right? That's right. How did you decide to start with a Kickstarter campaign? Yeah, so um, Kickstarter is a really, a really interesting platform. And to be honest, I didn't know a lot about it when we decided to jump in. I just, I think, was very, very much thinking, you know, how do we get some money to do this? Let's do Kickstarter. But, you know, as I sort of went through the process, I really learned a lot. And I think it's, it's a really great platform for a few different reasons. Um, First of all, obviously, having some funding up front helps. We were trying to, to get some funding to buy our injection tool, um, which is how our product is made. So we needed some of that upfront capital. Um, but more than that, I think one of the most important things that you can do as an entrepreneur when you have a product that you're trying to bring to market is to fully research the market and just understand you know, how are people currently solving the problem? And if people are saying, I mean, of course, everyone around you is going to say, what a cool idea. That's so great. But Kickstarter allowed us to really help translate kind of the words into action. Like, okay, you think it's a great idea, but like, would you actually give us money? Would you put money towards a solution? Um, and that was a really important validation point for us. Like if we're going to spend the money and, and, you know, more than that, just the time and the energy and everything it takes to, to bring a product to market, we wanted to make sure that there was going to be a market there that would pay, you know, a reasonable price, retail price uh, for this product. So that was a big 
a big uh, focus for us as well was, was market validation. Um, so, you know, spreading the word and, and a communication platform as well, it's very useful for. Okay, very good. Did you already have a prototype at that point when you went to Kickstarter? Yes, we did. We had, uh, we used 3D prints actually, which is a phenomenal tool for inventors and for early stage product development. I cannot imagine doing product development without 3D printing, which is awesome that it is so ubiquitous now. It's, it's easy to do, but it's great because we were able to 3D print, I mean, probably 50 prototype, you know, pieces that we were able to send out. We had done some early um, work with some media people to sort of spread the word. And again, we got tons of kind of verbal, like, yes, this is great. This is great. This is great. So I followed up with about 50 of those people and, and I, you know, one-on-one said, Hey, what's your address? Can I send you one? Tell me what you think. Does it work well? And we got a ton of great feedback from that process. Um, so, so, you know, just an example that I think is fun. We had the tool developed. We were so focused on the tool and by sending out all of those samples, you know, people were giving us phenomenal feedback on the tool, but the, the resounding feedback we got, people said, you know, wouldn't it be great if I had a little keychain ring on it so that I can put it in a convenient place. And we were like, Oh, we never thought about like where to keep it in the car. So you get these little nuggets of, of feedback that I think is so important because it's made our product so much better just by getting, you know, crowdsourced feedback before. So we did all that before Kickstarter. And then when we got to Kickstarter, you know, we had our pictures of our prototype, um, but we just hadn't bought the injection tool to actually manufacture it at scale. Okay. Yeah. No, I love the way that Kickstarter almost let you kind of, because I always teach clients do a beta launch, figure out if this is really something that people are, like you said, money is going to actually exchange hands for it. You're going to get yeses from all the people around you, of course, that are close to you. But going beyond and saying, would you actually put that money there? We always talk about doing beta launches for products or services, um, whether it's digital or whether it's physical. So Kickstarter really gave you such a great opportunity to do that. And I also love the piece that you said about the fact that they were able to give you suggestions. It was kind of like you didn't try to build it beforehand. You just kind of you took their suggestions and helped make it better, um, which is, I really think, the purpose of a beta launch. So that. Kickstarter really served that purpose really well for you. It did. And I also, what I love to this day is I just like last week got a message from somebody on Facebook being like, I had your prototype and it just broke like last week. And, you know, of course it broke because it's a prototype, but the point was like, she's been using it for all this time and she's stuck with us. And I think you really generate these like brand ambassadors very early on that are like with you and they're your biggest fans. And they're like, so proud to be like, I owned the original, you know, I just saw you on Shark Tank, but I have the original, you know, white 3D printed version. And I'm like, yes, like, you know, thank you so much. Like you helped us get started. Yeah. And that's really special too. No, that is amazing. Yeah. It's like those OG users. <laughs> it's fabulous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So now what did the process from the Kickstarter campaign to your Shark Tank appearance look like? Because that there's three years in between there or no, not three. Yeah, three years. Yeah. Um, yeah, three years. So we did Kickstarter in the spring of 2017. And obviously, this is three years later. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, the journey of product development and, and bringing a product to market is um, not for the faint of heart. It is uh, a journey. And so there's been all kinds of, you know, highs and lows and ups and downs. And, you know, we've gone through 
um, you know, obviously having a product to market and marketing it and getting the word out and then finding, you know, new and creative ways to spread the word and continue to spread the word and reach new retailers. Um, we've kind of come, we've had these really exciting sort of milestones that we've hit, you know, for instance, when we, when we launched with Bye Bye Baby, that was a really big milestone for us. Um, you know, launching with Nordstrom and getting, you know, number of reviews on Amazon. So you kind of set these really exciting milestones and goals along the way. Um, and Shark Tank was definitely on our horizon of like, what if we, you know, applied for Shark Tank and what if we got on it? And so then going through that whole process, um, you know, it's just and getting patents. That was another huge milestone. So, you know, it's just been kind of this journey that, that has had all these highs and certainly lows that come with that. And yeah, Shark Tank, I think has definitely been our biggest high so far. Truly awesome to be, you know, a part of that show. Oh, I'm sure. So now tell us a little bit more about your background, because you said your mom was an occupational therapist. You were in corporate America. Did I read that right? Yeah, exactly. So I've worked for investment banks early in my career in New York and then uh, transitioned to do management consulting. Um, I still do a little bit of part-time consulting. So I've always kind of had one foot in the corporate world and one foot in, well, at least more recently, kind of one foot in this entrepreneurship world. And it's very much you know, my passion is, is getting this off the ground. And I'm at various points, I've taken time off to really focus 100% on it. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's a fluid, I think for me, it's just a fluid uh, shifting phases of how I spend my time. But yes, that's my background. So I went to business school in New York, um, while I was living there before I moved back to Houston. And always really loved entrepreneurship. I loved, you know, those communities of startup people that were hanging around with ideas. I just never really had a great idea. I'm, my mom is kind of the idea person. She's the tinker and the product maker. And I'm more the business, you know, sales marketing, kind of run with, run with the widget. So she's the creator. So I think it balances out really well, the two of us. No, that is great. And it's got a need of me relationship that you have with your mom for that to be part of your business as well. And I also think that then when you went to school, it was a little bit different for entrepreneurs. It wasn't as prevalent. We didn't talk, you know, you didn't see Instagram with like an entrepreneur as like your, what you, it was that you did. Um, I feel like Shark Tank is a huge part of that. They have been around 10, 13 years, somewhere between there now. And I think they made it more mainstream and let people know that there are so many options out there and these, it, it is a route that you can possibly go. Yes. And like I said, I mean, there's so many tools and avenues now to help entrepreneurs. Like I said, 3D printing is just amazing. You know, even just the Amazon platform, um, you know, I know Amazon is um, has its, its positives and negatives, you know, for all kinds of small businesses. But I mean, we, you know, Amazon is a, is a tremendous vehicle for small businesses to get their start and to be able to sell and reach, you know, audiences at scale, you know, that maybe I'm not reaching with my website overnight. So there's a lot of opportunity in Facebook and social media, as you said, you know, to kind of free channels to, to develop a following and spread your message. So it's, it's a really cool time for entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Now you talked about obviously that this was developed because you had a little one. So you're also a wife, mm-hmm. a mother, uh, and yeah. also obviously a daughter. So what was the biggest hurdle that you needed to overcome in order for your business to succeed? So I'll probably always say time management. <laughs> I'll probably say that, you know, for years to come. Hopefully someday I'll I'll get good at it. But um, it's challenging to figure out 
how to spend my days, right? And how to spend my time. I mean, like I said, I've, um, you know, I've got my kids here at home. They're little, you know, we're all, um, they're around and, and I've got, you know, kind of this corporate career that I still, you know, maintain to network with and as projects come up, I'm still kind of pulled into some of that. Um, and then I've got this business that has taken at various points more or less attention. And, and also my focus within the business has really shifted. So there's, you know, early days, it was like inventory and product, and now it's kind of sales and marketing and, and distribution. Um, and so that's been really fun and also challenging to figure out how to, you know, spend my time and, and where to invest, I think, in building my own capability. Um, that's another area that I've more recently tried to kind of nail on what is it that I enjoy? What is it that I want to do? And where do I need to ask for help and sort of bring in people that have better expertise versus learning it myself? Um, so it's just time management and, and sort of, I guess, just general task management and, and how we, how to run things most efficiently. And, and again, run them in the way that I'm getting out of this, what I really want to. Yes. It's that prioritizing, right? Figuring out. Yes. Prioritizing. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, I feel like this is a conversation that always comes up when I do interviews because it's always trying to look at where do I put my time in? What's going to actually move the business forward? And like you said, it shifts. It kind of is very fluid. And as the business grows, where you used to put your time in, you could possibly replace yourself possibly with someone else so that you can put your time into those bigger, more creative ideas um, as that CEO role. Yes, absolutely. It's been a a constantly evolving landscape. (laughs) So now, what do you see as a future for Unbuckle Me? Where are you guys looking to go? So we've been talking a lot about that lately. I think just because Shark Tank was such a big milestone for us, and it's like now we've hit that. And so it's like we're looking ahead very much of like what's the next uh, you know, milestone challenge for us. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, it's, it's distribution of Unbuckle Me. I mean, that's, this is a product that we've worked so hard and, and our feedback has been so amazing. I mean, even just from Shark Tank, like the emails and the comments and the reviews, it's, it's been so incredible that we're so motivated to like, this product needs to be uh, everywhere, you know, that they sell car seats. So, I mean, just distribution is our biggest priority and getting it out there. Um, and then beyond that, you know, for our company, trying to figure out how we can continue to grow and add value. And we have, Um, you know, several different priorities. I know my mom, like I said, she's kind of the tinkerer and the product developer and she has arthritis and she knows, and we've heard from our customers, like there are very, there are lots of other areas um, of being a parent, being a grandparent, even just being an individual, you know, over 50 that has arthritis. There are a lot of challenges. And so her wheels are turning very much uh, on what other products we can come out with that might help. Again, just trying to help people that have these challenges and, um, you know, I'm also really conscious about uh, child passenger safety and car seat safety. Um, I became certified as a child passenger safety technician last year because we started to sense this huge kind of support community around people that see and work with people like car seat manufacturers that, you know, they see people using their car seats that are struggling with, you know, the buckle. And so we've realized that this is a huge safety tool to make sure that parents are able to properly buckle their kids knowing that they can always unbuckle them. So that's an avenue that I'm really personally passionate about pursuing. And so we're trying to figure out how we can align with that community and make sure that, you know, we're helping be part of the solution to improve, uh, you know, car seat usage, make sure they're used correctly, all of that. So we have a lot of really exciting kind of threads and themes that we're exploring. So definitely stay tuned. (laughs) Of course. So now, where is the best place to get an Unbuckle Me? Is it your website? Is it Amazon? Where, what are the best outlets? 
So visit our website, unbuckleme.com. We have a store locator there. So we have retail stores we work with, and you can find those by typing in your zip code. So if you want to buy it locally, we always support that. And um, you can certainly buy it on our website. We love that. And actually, right now, that's the best place to buy it because we have been it's a good problem, but it's still a problem. Our inventory has been a bit strained lately just with Shark Tank. So everything is coming first and foremost to our website. So that's when you'll have the most available uh, colors in stock on our website. And we're trying to restock, you know, Amazon, for instance, as quickly as possible, but it's taking a little bit longer. So I encourage everybody to visit our website for the most uh, up-to-date information. No, that's perfect. And we're going to make sure that we link to that in the show notes. It's obviously on buckleme.com. Um, where else are the best pit places to follow along with you? Are you on Instagram? Where can they interact yep. or ask questions? Yeah, social media is great. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, um, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're growing all of these channels. So they're very much a focus. We love getting photos or videos from customers. You know, we just got one the other day from a customer that sent us a video. So we love seeing all that feedback and we're very much, you know, closely tied into the community, you know, people that are using our tools. So we're very reachable, very accessible. Oh, that's perfect. And I think you touched on it a little bit before by saying how they've left a review um, on Amazon or wherever it might be. And I think that yeah. we often don't necessarily think that that makes such a huge impact, but it truly, truly does. Because now it's almost like you've become that influencer that might not necessarily be talking about it on their blog or their Instagram or wherever it might be but you're leaving that review for people to know and see how it works for you. So I think that I was glad that you brought that up because I think it's so important for all of us to be able to really think about when we're using a product and it's worked well for us. We need to make sure we share that not only with friends and family, but also by quickly leaving a review. Absolutely. It's, um, and we've been so fortunate that we do get a lot of reviews. I'm always so impressed because I know I'm not always very good about leaving reviews for products I buy, but I mean, I read every single one of them. They truly like waking up in the morning and reading those reviews is like really the best part of our day because it's why we do what we do. So um, in our personal you know, satisfaction aside, it also does, it does influence other people's behavior and their purchase decisions. So it helps our business grow by people seeing, oh, there's a lot of reviews here. I feel comfortable, you know, buying, especially when people, you know, buying on websites. I know Amazon has a lot of credibility, but I think when people can go to our website and see that we have over a hundred reviews and they're all pretty much five star, uh, it makes people feel confident. Like I can buy this here and I know, you know, I know what I'm getting. Right. No, absolutely. Becca, thank you so much for taking the time to kind of share your story. I really feel like you have not only a, a, obviously a wonderful product, but you also have such a great story and personal branding that goes along with this, um, that it just is, was the perfect interview to be able to share with my audience. So I appreciate you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. And thanks for all you do. Of course. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did because not only did Becca have an amazing product that she was able to create with her mother, which obviously has to have a great relationship, but she also shared a lot of keys that we can apply to our own businesses, whether we're selling digital products or offering up services, really thinking about how a beta product or service being put out there in front of your audience can benefit you by getting feedback from your audience. We also, of course, left the left on off on the part about leaving reviews. And you guys, as you all know, leaving a review on iTunes is so helpful for me because it helps me be able to get great guests like Becca, who had just come off a of Shark Tank, to also being able to be found by other 
influencer entrepreneurs that are looking to grow their business. We actually recently had a podcast interview that was left by Jennifer Deputy. And Jennifer says, Jenny is a positive, knowledgeable, and honest person. I know when I'm listening to her or being coached by her, I'm going to get real answers. She offers strategic thinking to solve the everyday business problems that entrepreneurs face with an online business. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for that fabulous review. I appreciate you taking the time to leave one. If you guys are listening and you are using that purple podcasting app on your phones, that is iTunes, we would love it, or Apple Podcasts. I would so appreciate it if you left a review there. Like I said, it just helps show others that this podcast that is not going to be a waste of time for them. It's going to be valuable for them to be listening to. So, I appreciate you guys so much. Um, If you are listening, you can always put and tag me on Instagram stories. Tag me at Jenny underscore Melrose with a screenshot of how you are listening. I appreciate you all so much. And until next time, I will see you all then. 